Okay, let's try again. We're in Zanimah Bed talking about the issue of the coin being able to delay the declaration of whether someone is Tameh with Tumat Sarat. Okay, so we were saying as follows. We had basically a machloket between uh, Rebbe and Rebbe Yehuda about the source for uh, this idea. Rebbe Yehuda said the source was Uviyom Hira'ot Bo, right? Yom that it says that the day that you that it's like shown to him, so certain days you do show it and certain days you don't show it, meaning there's a possibility not to show it. And then he used from there the idea of the chatan, right? The chatan doesn't have to uh, uh, check if he's a mitzora until uh, after the shabbat bracha week. And then Rebbe said, no, you have a pasuk that says and it comes to tzarat habayit. So he can tell them basically to clear the house of other kelim, and only afterwards will he declare the house to be tamei. Um, and the point is, if you do it for devar reshut, so all the more so for devar devar uh, mitzvah. We said, what's the difference? The difference is mashma udorshin. Either by said that it's just a question of how you interpret the psukim, or Rabbi said devar harashut it could be now. The question is. Is it available as a possibility even for Rashut, which would be the second opinion, Rebbe's opinion, or as uh, <clears throat> or as uh, Rabbi Yehuda said, really only for mitzvah, like a chatam. The Gemara says, for Rabbi Yehuda mehatam lo gamrinan. Rabbi Yehuda didn't learn it from the second case, the case of the house, the chidushu, because that's a chidush. I mean, the whole concept of having the uh, tumat habayit is a big chidush. Why? Turn into Because in general, uh, trees and stones do not become tameh. And here, all of a sudden, when it comes to Tumatabaya, they do become tameh. Okay, so that is, uh, that's the difference. For Rebbe Amar, and Rebbe would say it like this Isterich, Rebbe says you need actually the different psuke. If it only had said the pasuk of Yom Hira'ot Bo, Hava Amina would have thought Lidvar Mitzvah in Lidvar Rishut Lo. I would have thought it's limited to a case of a Dvar Mitzvah, as we said there, right? From Yom Hero Bo, they're going about the Chatam. Bakat of Rahman of Kohen. So that's what the Pasuk of Vitzivah Kohen, the case of clearing out the house, because that is for Dvar Rishut. Bakat of Rahman of Vitzivah Kohen, but only on the other hand, instead of Vitzivah Kohen Pasuk, Hava Amina, Hani in the Lav Tumah de Gufe. I would have said, yeah, these, in this case, it works, because it's not Tumah de Gufe, it's not Tumah that goes in your body, it's a very unusual thing, it's Tumah in the house. So fine, so it would be more lenient when it comes to a house and Kaleem. About Tumah de Gufe, but that Tumah that's actually on your body, which is a more severe, presumably, type of Tumah, that he has to show it to him. So that's what we need both. Okay, great. Now the Gemara says, Amar Mar, it was stated, Yeshom Shatara Ebo, Yeshom Ebo. Okay, so that was what we said before, right? That there's uh, that the interpretation of Rabbi Yudah is that there's days you see it, days you don't see it. The Gemara says, My Mashma, what's the implication from the Pasuk that this is actually the correct interpretation? So Amar Abayi Abayi said like this, Im Kain Lichtov Rahmana Bayom. If it was true that it wouldn't be teaching us this, teaching us this, then it would just say simply bayom. My u bayom. Why? What does it mean when it says and on the day? Shmamina. We learn from here. Yesh yom shatara ebo, v'yesh yom shiyatara ebo. Meaning, it sounds like there's more than one day. There's bayom and there's u bayom. So the extra vav telling us and on the day sounds like there's extra days. What extra days? Well, there's a type of day where you can show it, or and there's extra days where you don't have to show it. That was a biased interpretation. Rava Amar, Rava says, no, kula krayateru, the whole pasuk is extra. I don't think it means the whole pasuk, I think it means the whole word is extra. Because otherwise the pasuk could have simply said, when he shows, my ubayom, 
What does it mean? And on the day, why do you have to mention the day? Okay, so again, that's sort of like just a, a little bit of a nitpicky like distinction, but okay, we understand the the psukim differently. Now, until we get to the Mishnah, now just a few lines, we're going to go back and forth between the Bay and Rav and the different implications, right? When you learn from one thing and you learn from another thing, so that opens up or, or or makes available the same extra letters for other drushas and things like that. So we'll go back and forth there. So it says like this. Um, Be'abaye, uh, and Abaye, what did Abaye say about that? Ha'hum e'baye bayom v'lo balayla. So he says the fact that the, day, the bayom, the bayom itself is necessary to teach you the idea that you have to declare and look at the, and look at the tumah, uh, the nega, excuse me, during the daytime, not the nighttime. That's what bayom is. And u'bayom tells you the extra day. For Rava, bayom v'lo balayla binale. So where would Rava get this idea that it has to be during the daytime that you check and not in the nighttime? Because he, he thinks bayom is an extra word, extra pasuk, and the word bayom tells you the extra, the extra day, where does he know the basic idea of the day? According to the, all the sight of the eyes of the Kohen, meaning that the Kohen has to rely on his sight, on his eyes, to be able to see the nega, meaning if it's uh, artificial light, that wouldn't count. Abayi says, no, that puzzle is necessary to teach you, and things you need to exclude a person who is blind in one eye. If you're blind in one eye, as a Kohen, you're not going to be uh, able to and not going to be fit to analyze Negaim. For Rav Nami, me bai le lahachi. For Rav also needs that pasuk for that. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. In Achanami. So if that's the case, then where, what is he, again, so we have to go back to what is, what is he understand because if he gets a Mikol in Amarei Kohen and he realizes that then actually he has to learn from there the same thing that Bayi learned, which is about the Summa, so what does he do again? So where does he get that, that Russia from? It says that uh, the Pasuk says, like a nega was seen to me on the house. Like I saw something in the house that's like a nega. Meaning, li, to me, it's a key word, li, velo, leori, and not to my light. Meaning I myself saw it, not with my like flashlight or torch or something like that. If I says, if I learned it from that puzzle, I might have thought to say that's only true for a tumor that's not in your body. But when it comes to tumor in the body, right, because the context of that pasuk is about the bodies, right? But if it comes to tumor a person's tumor, so maybe so maybe even if you used like artificial light, it would also work. So that's why this uh, that's why it's necessary to uh, to make it clear that. Uh, that uh, in, in the case of, uh, in all cases, you have uh, Vilolori, that's why Abai wouldn't use that Pasuk. And the point is that this is where you sort of tie off the end of these types of arguments. Abai basically is not learning anything from that Pasuk. He doesn't think that Pasuk would be a good use of the, uh, the uh, of, of, uh, of a Jerusha because it, so, it wouldn't be particular enough because you could make a, have a misunderstanding about the application of the Pasuk. Okay, so that's the end of that discussion. Now, the new mission says as follows. Furthermore, Rabbi Meir said, So on Cholomoid, Rabbi Meir says, you're allowed to collect the bones of your father and mother because it's a simcha for him. The idea here is they used to bury the bodies. When the person would die, they used to bury the bodies. Uh, I don't know if it's like anywhere, but I guess more like in a communal type of a grave and then or graveyard. And then after the the flesh would like decompose, like I don't know how long it would take, let's say like a year, I don't know whatever how long it takes. And then they um, dig it up and they dig up the bones and they deposit the bones like in a family crypt or something like that. That was sort of like uh, a thing they used to do. And that was like the day, so the day they would do that. So they called melaket atzamot. So at that point, Rabbi Meir says doing that is a lot. You can do that during cholamoyin because it's a simcha, I guess final resting place or something like that. Like it's a good thing. So Rabbi Yossi Omer, Avil Hulo. Rabbi Yossi says, no, 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 that's not a simcha. It's a mournful day for him. It's actually not at all a simcha. So what are you talking about? So you shouldn't be allowed to do it in the Cholomoyim. 
Then the Mishnah says, Lo hi orer adam ameto. A person should not like awaken over his mate. We'll see what that means soon. Velo yaspidenu, and he also shouldn't eulogize him, kodem l'regel shloshim yom, before the regel, 30 days before the regel. Okay, so we'll see about that too. Okay, the Gemara uh, says as follows. Urminu seems to be a contradiction to Rabbi Meir's opinion. Again, Rabbi Meir says you're allowed to be melaket from the following. It says in Masechet Smachot, and Masechet Smachot is a, a euphemistic term. Masechet Smachot is about avilut. Okay? Uh, so, uh, it says that if you person who collects the bones of his mother or father, he mourns on them the whole day. It's like a, it's like a unique day of Avelut, like almost like way later, right? So you have your Shiva that you say after the person dies, right, after the burial. And then you have this year that goes by, whatever. And then you go to collect the bones. It's like you have a one day Avelus. But by the nighttime, you don't have any more Avelus. The point is that it's a sad day. You're doing Avelut. So why would you be allowed to do that during the, during the Moed? So the Gemara says, sorry, that's even true, Rav Chisla says, if they're wrapped up in a sheet, even if you're not even seeing the actual, the actual bones, it's still like a very sad day and you have avilut. So how can Rabbi Meir say you can do it during the, during the Moed because it's a simcha? That's not, that's not a simcha. So Amar Abayi says, no, Abayi says, no, the reason you can do it is because the simcha of the regal is upon you. Rashi says here, meaning the, the simcha of having the holiday is going to overpower any sadness of the Likut uh, Atzamot. So even though technically, it, on some level, it is a day of Avilut, it's not a strong enough day of Avilut that would overpower the regal, and therefore, you'd be allowed to do it even during Cholomot. Yeah. Well, I think it's something about the unique element of this particular type of availus, meaning, meaning that a real, like a real, if someone dies during Cholomoe, that's one thing, right? We delay the availus. If someone dies uh, right before Cholomoe, so uh, right before the Moe, so it cancels it, and the Yom Tovah cancels the availus, right? This is a unique type of availus. It's like a special one day off, like one off availus, like one day. So I guess we're saying here that according to Rabbi Meir, that wouldn't be such a powerful form of availus. Even though you would, I guess, in a normal day, have like the, those practices, I'm assuming that on the Cholamoid, according to him, you wouldn't actually do the avail there. But because you'd like to do it, because the, 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 the regal is so powerful that it overwhelms the... Uh, that's Rabbi Mary's opinion. I mean, there's a machloka there, but that's Rabbi Mary's opinion. Okay. For lo yir er almeto, goes on to say, you're not shouldn't like awaken. My lo yir er almeto, what does that mean? Amarav kadhadar sabdana v'ma'arava amre yitkun imei komari liba. So Rob says that when the, the Safdan, there was like a, a like a, a profession called a eulogizer. Okay, and he used to like travel around. But Ma'arava, I think it means Eric Israel here, right? So if you travel, he'd travel around, and then he kind of sort of like as he passed, but he like kind of come through town every once in a while. So if he came through town, like they say during the year that someone's in Avelud, you might say, oh, the Safdan's here, okay, you know, let's have him talk about dad. Yeah, dad died three years, three months ago, but let's have him give a little like uh, a day of, you know, you know, uh, uh, eulogies and things like that, because you know we haven't really had a chance to have them. It's a special opportunity. And I'll say Yivkuni may but anybody who's bitter of heart should cry with him. Well, that's an, that's inappropriate, says the Mishnah, to do during Cholamoi. Right? They have to hire that guy. The Gemara says Kodem Regal Shloshim Yom, thirty days before Maishna Shloshim Yom. Why thirty days? Amar Rav Kama, Amar Rav 
So it's a little story that there's a, a person who uh, had gathered a lot of money together. He like you know saved up some cash so he could go do Ali Alaregel. And then all of a sudden the Sabdan comes through town and he came to his house. And the wife took all the money that he, the guy had saved to be, make Ali Alaregel and she gave it to the Sabdan to do it. And the guy was Nimna, he was prevented, and he didn't go. So it's like, it too bad. Like because of this, he, he wasn't able to be Ali Alaregel. So Tasha Amru, so when that happened, that moment, they said, the Chachamim said, Lo You shouldn't be uh, awakening up, uh, the, the sadness over the dead or eulogizing him before the regal 30 days. Okay, so that was Rav, you then the name of Rav's explanation of why you can't do this. Here's a totally different answer. He says it because the mate isn't forgotten from the heart for 30 days. Meaning, so if you eulogize him now, it's within 30 days, you're going to have lingering sadness right when you hit the regal. We don't want to do that. Don't, don't awaken the sadness now before the regal to, 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 to ruin your holiday. So my benayu, either way, what's the, what's the nafkaminim, right? Either way, you're not supposed to be awakening this sadness 30 days, within 30 days. And Gemara says, The difference is, if he does it for free. So going to the second explanation, who cares if you're paying or not paying? It's not about the money. It's about being sad. According to the first explanation, it's all about the money, right? So we don't want you to waste your money that you could use for Ali Alaregel to question the hierarchy of values. Don't waste money on Ali Alaregel and pay the Sandan instead. Shkoh.